0: Hi everyone, my name is M Hollister Graves from the United Kingdom, and I would like to welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of the show is for adults 18 and over. And now, here's your host, Zhao
1: Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. I wanna thank you guys for listening to the show and for spreading the word. And keep spreading the word, please. Share the link. Because we have a lot of things to talk about this coming season in 2024. I'm sure you guys are gonna have many topics to deal with. That's one thing that's cool about this show is based on experiences that you're having. Every once in a while, I'll see something that may be of interest to us. But for the most part, you guys are providing the content with some of the things that you inquire about, some of the things you ask about, and that's what it takes. And being that many of you do it anonymously, it's not a problem we have a backlog of emails and everything else I still have emails and archives that I haven't even looked at but we appreciate it and um, a couple of you within this last batch of emails sent some interesting photos and video clips of yourself You will remain anonymous. The only thing I can say is... See, Alice and Viagra, where are you when you need them? Uh, Oh, no. But... Nice ladies. Nice ladies. Now, here's the the funny thing about it. The majority of women that I meet... Think that, oh, he's got all these women. Ladies, let me tell you something. I have a lot of female friends. Platonic female friends. Yes, men and women can be platonic friends. Provided, as I told you before, he didn't want to fuck you initially. Now, if he wanted to have sex with you, and what, let's let's break it down here. I know you want to romanticize and put sugar sprinkles over and call it a relationship, love, romance. That man want to put his dick in you, ma'am some point sure enough it could be with love and everything else it's gonna fuck it with love but here's the thing that i'm telling you if a man had that intention of being with you in the beginning you turn him down and try to flatten him out into a friend those intentions may still be there and i'm telling you because see a lot of you think Oh, well, I designate him as a friend and therefore he can go shopping and hold my purse with me and that kind of... No, Mm -mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. I told every woman that's tried to do that shit with me, uh, you know I'm still gonna try to fuck you, right? Oh, you're so vulgar. Of course, my intention was to have you as my woman, not to sit here and have you as my friend. Now we could be friends along the way in a relationship, But we could establish something if we're gonna go and have a concrete relationship. If we want a bullshit relationship, we just start out with the romance and forget about the foundation of friendship. And when we break up, more than likely, we're gonna be mad at each other, unlike being a friend. Because see, the thing is, people seem to respect friends more than they do ex-romance lovers, romantic lovers, don't they? My exes have been on the show plenty of times. Got one that is on the show regularly, Jillian, and Megan and Katie May. But see, here's the thing. The reason why we ended on good terms, because we started respecting each other going into the relationship and establishing a friendship and then bringing it forward. Now I will tell you ladies this, compromises, as you know, have to be made in relationships. I had to make compromises, like for instance with Katie May years ago, she drove a hearse, she wanted our first date to be at a graveyard eating In-N-Out burgers out on the back of the hearse, we did that. We slept together in a casket that was in her house, one thing I would tell you folks, you don't want to get in a casket because that fucker is comfortable, one we, that thing is comfortable as hell. I had head off so much room in there. get busy in That shit look crazy. But we got the job done. Compromise. If she would have hit me up before then, years before then, that have been hell, no, I ain't getting no damn cask. I get no hearse. But it was cool. And here's the thing. Many of you will experience things that are out of your wheelhouse as you go through relationships. We all do. And we all have to make decisions as to whether or not we can deal with that or see where we can or can't. The one thing that I will tell you is don't lie to yourself. If there's something that you know that's completely out of the realm of possibilities for you, let your partner know that. Don't try to fake it till you make it. Tell the truth. Hey, you know what? This shit right here, ain't gonna work for me. That was an older lady that tried to talk to me a few years ago. I asked her some old lady questions. Oh, well, don't get mad at me. I said, "Now nah, I don't want you rubbing no damn witch hazel, want no damn cotton swab, putting it on your knees and shit. making potions and shit. We ain't doing that. <laughs> they them dark colored bottles, you don't know what the fuck's in them? Have them lined up there in the medicine cabinet. What fuck is that? Oh, that's an elixir. what the, mm-mm, mm-mm, ain't done with it. Take a black drop when they had a cold. My grandfather gave me some of that black drop and 666. That shit, I don't know what they put. Mm. There was a medicine called 666. It had three sixes. And there was another one called black drop. That was some fucked up shit. I never forget when I had the mumps. My grandmother went, took some sardines, put them in my mouth with some crackers, and then tied a damn towel around my head with the bow at the top. And I walked around looking like a damn fool. Looked like a rejected bunny rabbit. My breath stunk like a motherfucker I never forget that. Even a cat ran away from my ass. That cat was like shit. It was pretty bad. And I was upset as a kid for a while. I'd go out there and play basketball and shit, but I couldn't get musty like the rest of the men could. The men would get we'd get that funk where they lift their armpit, and the whole damn ozone layer would change. my shit gonna kick in later. Couldn't grow no facial hair and shit. Oh, but when I turned 17, I got that mustache. You couldn't tell me shit then. Damn straight. I was a man now. Oh, and I combed the shit out of it too. Trimmed it up. Oh, shit, the goatee kicked in the next year? Yeah, that's right. But see, I didn't want to have one of those patchy beards like some of those guys have where they had the goatee and they had the mustache, but the beard hadn't quite filled in yet. Man, look, cut that shit. Just, 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 just shake that shit up. It'll eventually grow in. Now ladies, some of you want your man to be something that he can't be. My friend's girlfriend and I asked both of them about this and they said, yeah, you can talk about it. She liked common back in the day. Now, my boys always had a full afro, usually braids or whatever. And she wanted him to shave all his hair off so he could look like Common, because Common was her ideal man. Oh, she can't fuck around with that, not Jennifer Hudson. But anyway, I got to give it to Common, though. Common went through. I ain't jealous. I ain't mad at her. But well, ladies, let me tell you another technique men use, especially if they're really handsome and you really after them. Act like he can he's confused and can't make up his mind. And you're thinking, oh I, you know, I, I have to protect him. Mm-hmm. On to the next, on to the next, to the next, to the next, just like Beyonce would say. He, that's what men do. Got some men that do that shit. I had a friend that used to do that. Well, anyway, she asked him to shave all this hair off. He said, I don't think you want me to do that. She said, Yeah, yeah. And grow your goatee and grow your, your mustache. and Trying to fulfill her fantasy with him, right? Bro, man, came from the barbershop. That motherfuckers head look like a moonscape. I mean... <laughs> Craters. He had... Luna Mario on his head and shit. Could've sworn I saw the moon buggy up there. After she saw him when he came back from the barber, she said, I'm not gonna ask you anything else, honey, put that cap on. He warned to. That's the reason why I don't walk around with a bald head. I still have the, the handprint, the, the finger impressions of the doctor that delivered me in my scalp. It should look like rows of soybeans. So we don't do bald, not here. You know the Marine Corps, when they give you an initial haircut, if you got any moles, dips, dings or anything, they want you to just put your finger over and they cut around it and they cut the rest of the hair off with the scissors. But what was fucked up after you got the haircut, they had that warm tie with that alcohol on it and they slapped you in the back of the neck with that shit. It hurt like a mama. All right, folks. Let's get to the topic of the day. Conditions in which you would date someone. More specifically, habitational conditions. Let's start with roommates. What would be the maximum number of roommates? you would consider when it comes down to dating someone. Not talking about you having a roommate, we're talking about the partner. I realized over the years, my cutoff would be no more than my partner and one roommate, preferably of the same sex. Let me tell you something, fellas. It can get real messy when she has like three or four roommates. I have always seen those situations go left except for one time. And that was because all four of these women, including the lady I was with, they had a designated time. They were going to be in that house for two years. And then they all agreed that after that two years, they were all going in a separate direction. and they held to it, and they did so. Most of the shit I've seen, somebody didn't pay that portion of the rent. Somebody moved out with their boyfriend without telling. Somebody's using somebody else's shit in the shower or whatever. Drama, mess. Fellas, I'm telling you. And the other thing you're gonna have an issue with don't let it be a situation where one of those roommates don't have a man but's kind of lying to the rest of the women that she has one after a while she gonna get tired of being teased you might be fair game I see when they get real comfortable with you oh that can be real kind of uh, controversial too Let one of them walk up in there wearing a nightie. You're in the living room with your girl. Gotta start up, argument in a heartbeat. Even though they have house rules, many times they won't keep them. Because see, if they got somebody in that group that's trying to get attention from a man, they don't care. I can't tell you how many times I've dated women and they've had other women in the household, and they came out, didn't give a shit. Underwear, bra, panties, naked. I'm at home. Shit, he don't pay rent here. I've heard that one before. Maybe about that time I was over at my friend's house years ago. We we're watching a football game you telling us that, you know, all that shit was his, the house, the cards, and everything? Oh, cool. He's bragging his ass off. His wife came in that living room butt the fuck naked, sat there on the sofa, put that pillow behind her head, got the remote, and made herself come. And as I told you this before, I tried my damnness not to look at that woman because my dick was getting harder by the second. And then my boy said, yeah, we, we need to go. And then what did my boy do? Uh, 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 you, you you just, you know, you're disrespecting our guests here. She's like, shit, they don't pay any bills here. They're in my house. I'm the man that I, you ain't shit. And then she started rattling off all the shit she had paid for. Yeah, bro. She shrunk you real quick. We got out of there. He came out, man, you know, I got to go in there and straighten her out because uh, this this, this, right here is under. I'm like, man, you don't have to front for us. We know now you You going to just be with your woman, we, we go. He Fucked around and got put out about a year later. <laughs> His problem was he was brought up to think that just because he was male, that he can control the woman. Because he was male, there was the exception, no matter all the shit she had acquired herself, he was entitled to be in charge of everything because he came from a household where that was the case. I realized that shit didn't work on prime time. It worked at home. And see, that's one thing that you're going to have to grow up and mature with as you get into relationships. Whatever happened at home may not happen in your life, even though you wanted to. Some of you guys may go and be the domineering male. And because mom was passive, born of a different era, you think she's going to be the same way, the woman that you meet. And she gives you pushback and you're like, oh shit. That shit ain't supposed to happen. It didn't happen with my dad. But you got to look at the different eras. But see, here's where young people get it mixed up. And I used to get it mixed up too when I was younger. I thought that everything that was told to me only applied to the era in which that person lived. I didn't think it had any other applicable use in my life. What I started to realize is the same experiences warmed over and over and over again, generation after generation. The only thing that changes technology and information is shared. Same old shit. Nothing's changed. We still have trends let's see folks let's look at some of the trends of the past that we used to deal with ladies you remember jazzercising you remember jogging you remember the leggings you used to wear with those biker shorts oh how we forget those wonderful things remember that term buppy and yuppie that no one even wants to identify with now and then they tried to bring it back under a different poem called Henry's high earners not rich yet The only thing that is just being bougie. You're not rich, but you want to appear that way. We repackage, rebrand, and of course renew every few decades. We even changed our clothing. Remember in the 80s, ladies used to wear those damn jackets with those big ass shoulder pads. It was funny to see these skinny women with the big-ass shoulder pads on to try to get themselves a little bit more volume. Looks like they had stolen the daddy's jacket. Oh, and they had to have the big hair. We all remember that. Remember the term chicken head? You don't even hear it anymore. And the reason why the guys used to call the women that, the, the ones that would have that uh, tapered, short hair and at the top it looked like a chicken. That's why the guys used to call him that. And of course we had the proverbial jerry curl. I still say oil crisis in the 1970's was partially due to the use of jerry curl. It had to be. bringing all links but now the thing that we have to realize is that when it comes down to someone you're considering you have to take into account their current situation that's where they're living Would you date someone that is still cohabitating with their ex-spouse or ex-lover? And they're giving you their word that they're not sleeping with them. You would be a damn fool I think that wasn't the case. Sorry, I wouldn't take that risk if I were you. It's too tempting. Hell, me and my wife divorced and we wound up sleeping together the same night we divorced. Up in the same bed. The reason why I say this is because those kind of bonds are a lot different from you not being with that person at all. And the temptation is there. Well, I've tried it before. I was naive when I was younger and dated a woman who was still living with her ex-boyfriend, and I believed the bullshit for a minute. So I came over that one night. I don't think she had on was a night shirt, no panties. I said, "Oh yeah, that's the way I sleep. I sleep like this regular." Like, oh, okay. And just when I was getting ready to hug her, because I was getting ready to leave. I smelled that smell. You know the smell I'm talking about. I ain't talking about the fishy smell, I'm talking about that sex smell. Mm, smelling like budussy. Booty, dick, and pussy. You can smell it. I said, you been with somebody, you gotta go, no I ain't been with anybody, shit, I gotta go, now, tell me you ain't going, I knew better, my brother man was in another room sleeping, playing like he was asleep. He hit that ass before I got there. I knew what was up. And after that, I could see I got a call. why you been coming over? Well, apparently it seems like you have uh, reconciled with him. Well, I did slip up a couple of times. But I'm serious this time we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and and go our ways I'm like shit my dumb ass took her out to dinner that night and she's explaining away let's go to your place again my dumb ass took her to my place we'll end up having sex she called me the dude's name. Dang. Good help is hard to find. And I said, you know, we will come out better just being friends. She didn't like that, but we did. Well, that means I'm going to be stuck living with him for a little bit longer. I said, oh, so you just wanted me for. Basically, to get out of where you're living. Yeah. What was happening? He was paying all the bills and was on her ass about not contributing. Mm -mm. Ain't set up camp here. I could do bad by myself. I could do even worse with you. Sometimes you got to call it as you see it. Now, ladies, those of you with children, small children, some of you really don't vet guys before they come into your house. You go to the club, you meet a guy, you got a whole army of kids. You love your kids. But you're lonely, baby daddy's full of shit, you want to deal with them. You want somebody new that you could really start out fresh with. And you find yourself with a man that probably needs a place to stay. You may be on public assistance, on WIC, Hood and everything else. And of course, he can't be around when auditors and the cps and those people come around you wonder how to navigate that here's the thing i know you want him close to you so you don't think that he's cheating on you and that kind of shit. you also don't want to jeopardize your damn benefits this is what you do he's got to find his own place he can come visit you can go visit him Let them fuck up what you got. I've seen women lose benefits over that. They were really shit out of luck because the guy really didn't have nothing to offer. He didn't have a place to stay of his own. He was staying with her. And now that he didn't fuck that up, in many cases, she had to move back home with her parents or grandparents. Fellas, if you're going to deal with a single mom who has kids and she's already got her shit established, take for instance, she's got a house, she's on Section 8 and everything is going smooth in her life, don't come in there fucking it up. Make sure you got your own spot. Even if you're living at home, and I know a lot of ladies are going to say, oh, well, he's a mama's boy if he lives at home. He may be a wise ass man if he's not using his parents, but paying fair share at home and putting money away so he can get his own. He's not stupid. This is one dynamic that a lot of minorities don't realize that others do. That white kid that's in the suburbs that stays, stays at home while they're going to college putting away money they're not going out well some do but most are not going out buying cars and shit like that when I say buying cars I'm talking about the fancy cars that they got these highest car payments have a whole bunch of credit card debt and all they're not doing that and the reason why they're not doing that they want their own but the thing is the parents are trying to help them where once they launch them out of the house they're not coming back live so you got to assess that mama's boy you got to assess the situation and not just by default say oh he's a mama's boy because he's living at home it's not necessarily the case it could be a situation where he's taking care of his parents see women don't get the same scrutiny as men do for living at home Now you have some women that will tell you, like one lady told me, oh, I live with my mom and dad, and for you to get me, oh, you gotta have a house for me. I said, so I'd have to go in debt for a home for only two people to live in. Oh yeah, it has gotta be at least a four bedroom. For what? Well, I'll need an office and... Putting a cart before the horse We first got to see if we like each other. Right now, from what I'm hearing, I don't like what I'm hearing. Well, you can't afford me. Fellas, when you hear that, that right there, you should say thank you so much. You should applaud them when they say you can't afford me. Good, because that means you would have set my ass back. You just told me you're not the woman for me. Let me move on and find the one that is. That would be an investment, not a liability. So it's not a put-down. And please don't take it as such, because, see, the guys that are going to take it as a put-down are going to be the guys that are going to try to measure up to her fucked-up standards. And that's where you're going to get in trouble. You guys that are writing into this show, talking about how much credit card debt you're in, how you had to go and wipe out your savings just to keep the relationship going, missing car payments because of it, Taking out payday loans because of it. Getting cash advances from your job. To take a woman out. Owning restaurants. For meals that you couldn't afford. See this is the other side of dating that people don't talk about. Because they want to make everything seem so pristine. The other thing you need to watch out for, fellas, is the entitled birthday girl. This this person, instead of celebrating a birthday, some of them celebrate the birthday week, some of them the birthday month. So they want a whole bunch of free shit for the whole month. When you hear birthday month celebration, it's not something that you should be involved with. telling. And once again, the less many of these women have, the more they're going to demand for the man to have to compensate for them. I did something to this day. I'm kind of ashamed, but I had to, because I had to prove a point. There was a lady years ago that wanted me to take her out Perinos, I'll never forget it. She lived in South Central L.A. My car looked better than her house. The interior of my car looked better than everything she had in her wardrobe. Now, I wasn't going to just discriminate against her because of that. And I know she wanted to feel special. So what I did, I told her, I said, let's do this. I could take you to go get a makeover. Hair, nails, the whole nine yards. And We can go to a more modest restaurant. Or, if we go to Perino's, That'll be it. She started thinking. Now let me see. Now let's go now I'll go for the makeover. Took over to JW Robinson's. She took her to the Broadway. Got outfitted up. And we went. Had a modest modest dinner at Don't forget. It. that was the first time she had actually had everything done. Hair, nails, the whole nine yards. Whole different perspective on herself. I admired her for making a wise decision. And I hate to say it, I will not to take her to Perino's looking like shit. You can have these high-class desires and aspirations, but you also got to pay the price for it. Ladies, let me tell you something. A lot of men who do have the resources, they're not going to take you somewhere where someone's going to be able to point out that you got a fake bag. To be embarrassed like that. You're ordering a $500 glass of wine, bottle of wine, and she's sitting there with a fake bag on the table, as if it's. And you know the fake was the Louis Vuitton with the red piping on the side. So they want friends on the infringe on the copyright patent on it. mentality sometimes it's what keeps you out of the fray you see what happens ladies is this you may not demand this stuff of a guy a lot of practical and modest women so to the guy guess what he can see you're worth the investment he'll put money into you then when he starts putting money into you you start feeling better about yourself well here's the catch there's some women out there who already know this and so they already go to five-star restaurants and guess what they don't need a man to take them there they'll say hey i'll meet you there Because it's already a part of their lifestyle it's not a special event and sometimes ladies you'll think that a man is Santa Claus and he's not that's the reason why we as men admire women who have taken the initiative for the things that they wanted they went out there and made the sacrifices and busted their asses in order to get it we don't ignore that we respect that I would date a single mom with three kids that busted her ass on a job that's struggling before I date a woman with no kids who's sitting on her ass waiting for a man to carry her. It would be much cheaper with the woman with the three kids than it would be with that woman. You gotta literally. She's got a wish list of shit she wants to have done. Well, so with the woman with the three kids. But here's the thing. She's practical about it. She can still accomplish those things. It could be feasible. And guess what? She won't be living beyond her means. That's a big key. Ladies, let me tell you something. If you're with a man and he's complaining about his rent, complaining about the bills, complaining about everything, trying to itemize everything on the date with you. He can't afford the date. He really can't. But he's there trying to impress you, trying to make it good for you. Now some of you ladies will acknowledge him and try to help him out with the tip or whatever. Give him an A for effort, that kind of thing. This is the reason why I've always told you. That man that's going to set up the first meeting. Not necessarily a date, but meeting with you. Face to face. Coffee shop, bookstore, ice cream parlor, pizza parlor. Now who's going to reject this? The woman who wants more, who has less. And the reason why she's going to do that is because of status. She's, she's still searching for affirmation. On that quest, my first dinner date with Monica was at a restaurant where the bill came to. I think it was like a hundred bucks for the two of us. Max. What? No, it wasn't even that much because we have more change left over because she gave me three hundred. This was the first time I met her take her to lunch. I said, well, here's your change. She said, no, you keep it or give it as a tip, give it as gratuity. The thing was, it was about the experience, not about the money. Now, later on, When we went to the restaurants she wanted to go to? shit. I couldn't even afford the decimal point at the end. (laughs) Damn bottle of wine cost more than I made in a whole month. That's the lifestyle she lived. She told me, she says, I don't want you to strain a gut. I can afford this. We can afford it because I'm sharing with you. I feel like a kid. I was like, dang. And see, fellas, let me tell you something. When you're dealing with a woman that has far more resources than you do, it's a challenge because you're gonna have to put your masculinity in check in the sense that you can't be going around feeling as though you failed as a man. This woman was born a multi-millionaire and she had an interest in me. I already didn't even consider her because she was not even close to being in my league. No way in the hell I could deal with somebody like that or even attract somebody like that, so I thought. Realized my life, was, it wasn't shit. <laughs> the time I met her as far as status goes but it was a learning experience now other situations that you may be faced with meeting someone who's living at home taking care of parents their elderly please understand if you're going to get involved in a relationship with them, they may not come out and say it. They're going to need help with their parents. So understand that's baked in the cake. And you're going to have to make a decision as to whether or not you'll be able to deal with that. You're going to be that other set of eyes in the relationship, the objective where that person, if they're busting their asses and doing too much and they're falling short on their own lives, you're gonna probably be the person that's gonna to have to tap your partner on the shoulder and say, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to look at getting your parents in a health facility, a healthcare facility. I know you wanna do everything at home and set up the hospital at the house, but now it's going, you're going beyond your capacity. You've used up all your sick time. You've expended all your bank accounts in order to pay the bills that cannot be paid by the insurance company. You want to try to talk to them before they get to that point so that it would be a lot more acceptable because if that person's left to their own devices, they're going to wind up being broken, heartbroken. Yeah. You're going to deal with that. Now, there's another situation that you may wind up with, fellas, and I've run across this before. The family pass around. I dated a lady who was a family pass around. Family pass around means that this person has lived with almost everybody in the family and nobody really can tolerate or stand this person. For some of the habits, that they have. Well, I found out pretty damn quickly they're spending the weekend with me. Not flushing the toilet after she uses the bathroom. Talking about oh, well, you know, well, I'll get to, get to it. I
0: don't
1: know why you're cooking that. You know, we we could just go and eat at so and so. Well, the purpose of buying groceries is so I don't have to go out and. Yeah, well, I you know I'm just not a person that that's a house person. Then a little light bulb came off and said, you know what? You're right. I met you in a club. That's so why I need to leave your ass. I saw why my family didn't want to deal with it. And sometimes you gotta make that assessment. Same thing with you ladies with some of the guys that you may wind up with. Now, one thing that you might be faced with, exes that have lost everything and now they're at your doorstep needing help. A lot of it depends on the way that relationship ended. Don't do anything fucked up like I did, fellas. Dated a woman who gave me the 90 day rule out of Steve Harvey's playbook. Which is nothing more than just the old Victorian way of dating. You had to have somebody in horse and buggy on a horse and shit and going and checking around all the other families about this person's references and all that, that's what it was initially designed for but being that people are closer you have the internet and all the rest you don't have to do all that shit now and she's like yeah 90 days before we can be intimate but we can still go out and I was taking our ass out all the time throwing away money meanwhile I didn't hear from her for a long ass time text page nothing Phone call, nothing. Next time I saw her, she was at my front door. Had a little baby bump and a suitcase. Tears. She had been living with a dude the whole time. Got pregnant by him. Soon she got pregnant, he booted her ass out. room for a couple of nights that's the best I could do you ain't moving in here mm-hmm but here's the thing a man will take a woman in any kind of condition she's in not maybe the man she wants but a man will take her in a woman she can be as discriminatory as possible Well, oh, you pay child support Mm-mm. You have a baby mama? Mm Mm-mm. You still live at home with your parents? Mm Mm-mm. You don't have a car? Mm Mm-mm. You don't have a job? Mm Mm-mm. Your hairline's fucked up? Mm Mm-mm. Your shoes overrun? Mm Mm-mm. Your belt has a crack in it? Mm Mm-mm. You're not six feet tall? Mm Mm-mm. By the way, fellas, Height is the first discriminatory thing that women will use on a man. Six feet or taller usually is the preferred height, statistically. Now, <clears throat> we're going to continue in just a moment. Let us continue with the living conditions. Some of you ladies have dated men that have had multiple male roommates and a lot of you have had to navigate around their advances. Not uncommon. Others of you have had to deal with men who lied and said they didn't have roommates ...that have rented homes along with other buddies of theirs. And the other friends are gone doing whatever they're doing. And so he has a place to himself. And he's really showing off. Showing out. Might even drive a fancy car. And you're so impressed by this. And of course he can't keep that shit up. Because it's not his car, not his lifestyle, not his house sharing now these guys will usually try to have sex with you and then end the relationship before you find them out the reason being they don't want you to spread the word on them and blow their chances with other women and more often than not these guys are actually looking for a woman that's better off than they are so you can live off of them other arrangements. Rural living person lives in a trailer park. Now you already know you got a stigma with that, right? It's up to you to make the assessment as to whether you can deal with it or not. I found, I only dated one woman that lived in a trailer park. and What I found was that Everybody knew everybody's damn business in that trailer park from top to bottom. And you could hear every argument going on in that community. What is my cup of tea? No shade on people in trailer parks by no stretch. But that relationship, it wasn't going anywhere. That was baked in the cake. Now, other arrangements. You may run across a person that has their own place, nice area, and they're not quite used to other people being in their space. This means that they have rules, and a lot of them. Not just uh, some of the simple ones. I went over to this one lady's house, down in Torrance. You know how old people used to have the uh, plastic over the uh, sofa and over the chairs and love seats? That was her. She asked me if I wanted a soda. I said, yeah. Okay, she has a coaster for the soda and for the glass. And it was like every fucking five seconds. She'd come over and start shaking the damn can to see whether or not. Until I said, you know, you don't have to do all that. I was just making sure. As soon as I poured the last of the soda into that glass, she picked that soda can up put it in her little recycle bin. And I'm like, hmm. And of course, you gotta take your shoes off. Well, that's customary in many countries, especially if they have carpeting. But see, some people try to be slick. On those hardwood floors, the reason why they're doing that shit and they have you wear those little socks, those little booties, you're actually helping them uh, sweep the floor. Same. And so you will have to deal with sometimes people who are real sticklers about their environment. Now, here's the trade-off. This very same lady that I was talking about. She came to my place, feed on the coffee table, I had better furniture than she did. I had leather and everything else. She didn't care. And I just noticed the difference. And she's like, oh, I like your place. Everything's so comfortable here, blah, blah, blah. And she's laying out, there's no way in the hell I could lay out on her sofa at her place. That would be sacrilege. Place she was drinking wine at her place, it was only soda and juices. I got the memo real quick: She's not for you. Big bold lettuce. You will find people that are like that, they're considerate when it comes down to what they want, their things, but inconsiderate to others now. Another type of arrangement you may deal with, and people deal with this in Vegas a lot, people living in these hotels, That's a very, very transient lifestyle for many of them. And that means that if you were to get with one of them, you'd probably have to deal with them moving in, and they might have been kicked out of other places behavior, your name it. now many of these ladies will go on like OK Cupid or Hinge and they'll do the giraffe pose you see the giraffe pose on Instagram and Facebook all the time ass near the camera head way back in the photo you want to make sure you get a picture of that ass, get a good look at that ass that's their marketing tool You'll get them in the house, fellas, you'll screw them. As soon as you mention anything about them having to do anything, jobs or anything, that's an argument. They're ready to leave. Oh, you sound just like those. You're back in the same city. Some will even go as far as want to wash your clothes at your house. That kind of thing. Now, Please understand one thing, if you invite these type of folks in, whether it's male or female, ladies, what will happen, they're going to bring some of those habits that they had where they were into your environment, and you have to have strict rules what's yes or no. Don't let love get in the way, because sometimes you do and you don't say anything, you let it slide, and then before you know it, you got a mountain of shit that you let it slide. And then when you open up, you got this whole litany of complaints to this person about the way they behave, about the way they do this or do that. And they always hit you with, well, why couldn't you tell me that in the beginning? We didn't have to be together. True enough. Now, another thing that you may face They may not bathe directly. So you may be dealing with that. What I'm getting at overall, folks, is when you meet someone for the first time, you don't know the full breadth of their situation. Unless you figure it out from being with them for a while or they explained. Fellas, if a woman says she's married but she and her husband are not sleeping together and they're still cohabitating, and she says it's okay for you to come over to her house, approach with caution if you're going to do it. I personally wouldn't fuck around with a married woman. When she tells me she was married, she's off the list. The way I look at it is, if I were her husband and she was my wife telling another man it was okay, that wouldn't be cool. Now. You may meet people. That are homeless. That don't want to admit it. Living in their car still. For those two years I lived in my car in Los Angeles. I didn't date. I did not date. And I was too embarrassed to. And that was. Plenty of exes and women I knew that I could have rented a room from or stayed with if I wanted to. And I need to know my business that deeply at that time. A lot of people were upset with me when they found out. But that was a sacrifice I made deliberately for a reason. I didn't want to be paying bills for the rest of my life when I just consolidate and pay it off and it meant a sacrifice now see you have to understand the conditions and for those of you who are homeless believe it or not there is a homeless dating website for just that i forgot the name of it but you can just type in homeless dating and it will come up in a google search These people have, I'm talking about a straight-up community. And these are not alcoholics, drug addicts, and that kind of shit. These are people that have jobs that can't afford places to live. Because when we look at it, we think about the downtrodden, the dredged of society, that kind of thing when we think of homeless people. But a good percentage of them are good people everyday people without any addictions but it makes us feel better those people we we love using that term those people makes us feel safe and better than anyone else you know it's like the people that would say things like oh that would never happen in our community or it never happened here before to your knowledge now I'll look at a few other things here a person and fellows you have run across this in different cultures that refuses to leave their parents home but instead you would have to come into their home abide by their rules. Kind of challenging. What I'm getting at is the environment in which a person lives. It's going to impact the way they behave, it's going to impact their value system, their standards, and their boundaries. Some ladies try to play it safe and they will have a pen pal in prison. But he's behind bars so I don't have to worry about him until he gets out. And one thing to keep in mind, a lot of people who start relationships with people who are locked up They like the comfort of the fact that this person could never access them. And they get all the accolades and the attention that they want. The captive audience. Someone that really puts them on a pedestal. Because uh, a lot of times... They don't have the self esteem to go out there and actually find someone themselves. In a regular dating environment. And of course some will use that in order to punish the person. Oh you want me but you can't have me. They'll taunt them. gotta be careful on that shit ladies. He may have a life sentence but he might have a buddy in there that's getting out within a few months. Go look up my girl and -and so-and-so. There you are before you know it. Somebody's at your door, you don't even know. Gotta watch it. Now, you may run across a lot of people that are transient workers. Basically they're, I ran across a lot of those in Los Angeles. People who've been sent out to California for like maybe 90 days or so for a project or whatever they're working on. Now, of course, you know, it's not really feasible to even start a relationship with them as far as long-term. And so at best, it's always good to ask what kind of relationship they want to establish. A lot of people don't do that. They just go and get into it and say, oh, whatever happens, happens. Now you want to have some kind of uh, idea. Because relationships are about setting expectations. When you don't, you have this nebulous mass of wandering. Just wandering around. Not knowing where you're going to wind up. These all will fit together. You will see a person's character, their behavior, their situation, the results of that situation, all of that will culminate when you meet the person. You'll start to figure out, okay, this led to this, that led to this, that led to that. You're not critiquing them. And as I told you before, the person tells you, don't judge them. Agree, okay, I'm not going to judge you, but I'm also not going to trust you. Usually, they run hand in hand. Not always, but usually, a person that uh, don't want you to judge them is because they do something that's fucked up that put them in that predicament. Perpetual. As I told you before, the X factor is also another key. A lot of people will use their living arrangement as the X factor. Not having a place to stay with a partner living with a family member living with somebody else as I told you before my friend that got out of prison I was the only person that picked him up family members he won't have nothing to do with it he been locked up for 10 years took him over to his mother's house mom didn't really want to with him, wound up having to take him over to his sister's house and we went to Ross and he went on and got some cologne and stuff and some clothes, he told me, Trevor he said man I gotta go to the club and find me a fat girl with low self-esteem that looks pretty nice so I can give me a place to stay, thought it was bullshitting, that's what he got and he actually treated her well. pretty good relationship that's to go to a lot of guys that's what they'll do they get out of prison they might get with a baby mama a woman that has kids but he's already aware that he's limited because he's a felon happens to be, unfortunately, a person that was in the commission of a crime, one of the other parties killed someone during the commission of that crime, and gave him time, for along with other people. Being somewhere he shouldn't have been. Now, A lot of people will discriminate against you based on where you live. There was this trend years ago in California. If you lived in a certain zip code and the women would ask the guys for their ID to verify. Some would even do it with area codes. Two one three. If you had two one three, and you were on the fence. If you had a three ten, you were in good stead. If you had the Orange County area code seven one four, you were in good stead. If you had a nine oh nine, they looked at you with the side eye. No San Bernardino Riverside. As they looked at it, you were one of those rural people with no money. Back during that time, during the 80s, the big thing was to have a three series BMW, which I couldn't fucking stain. But that was the thing 323 and a 320i and that kind of shit. I had a BMW 2002 Ti, I believe it was. I had a Solex carburetor. And I had to switch the carburetors up. Smog, I do the Solex, and then I put the Weber, California Weber in there, eventually. Got a deal on the car, that's the reason why I got it. But it was pretty good, 1974 model. But then, we have to realize a few things here. When it came to status...
0: That was a big thing.
1: When the phones first came out, the flip phones... I'm talking about the big Motorola flip phones. They had that big battery. He had the extra battery for extra charge on it. It was a status symbol. And the guys would go to Pep Boys they need to get the little fake antennas and put them on the window of the car, act like they had a car phone I fucked around and bought a car phone and put it in there That bill kicked my ass every month <laughs> I was making pretty good money, so It was an offset, but still $900 a month? Mm. Wasn't cheap But see, the thing you have to understand is this. The lifestyle that you choose should be one you can afford. You ladies waiting for a man to create a lifestyle for you? That's time and effort you can invest in yourself and get your own shit. Make your own decision. Have a better choice than man. Because, see, a lot of that vintage stuff that they're telling you about, oh, you know, the woman shouldn't do this, the man should do this, the man should do this. Mm-mm. Ladies, make yourself comfortable. One thing I learned from dating Monica, and I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about this relationship, but one thing that I will say, and the reason why I say it is because it's by far one of the best relationships I had and opened my eyes to a lot of things. And one thing I will tell you is this. A woman who has her own, she doesn't mind what the other man has. She don't need anything from it. But love and relationship. And trust me, these run a lot smoother. Because it's not like the relationship is commoditized. runs a lot smoother because expectations can be set and I would tell you fellas when you get with a woman that can buy any damn thing she wants it's a whole different world less bickering and the woman gets a chance to focus more on the relationship in you instead of the struggles. It made it much nicer in that we could focus on each other. We didn't have to worry about focusing on light bill, gas bill. Uh, what are your hours this week? How much money you make? Didn't, well, didn't matter. I could pay my bills on my own. She could pay her. She introduced me to her life. There was no burden. We were able to go to places, places I would have never been able to afford myself. Be in restaurants, fly on private jets, private helicopters, yachts. We did all that shit. Had wonderful times doing it. I in a hotel one night in France. I was mad after at her, after I found out how much it cost. I was naive and young at that time. You spent what per night for this? Not that the place wasn't, we had everything we wanted. Our own valets, own butlers, everything. But I'm thinking, that was more than I made in a year. But I had to put it in context it was her lifestyle her money not mine she never reminded me of that she never said anything about it she never threw her decadence and wealth in my face but she did have the inside joke with me as I told you when I first met her I was a corporal in the marine corps making $820 a month and she would always have 10 $100 bills in her purse she just Put him out there and just tease me about it. I was like, damn. And I was still 180 dollars short from coming to getting that amount that she had. That was cool. But you learn a lot, and you have to understand that. When you go into a relationship, lifestyle is going to be an important factor. And you need to establish as much as possible up front as to where you're coming from. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the one thing that you're going to have a problem with, if you don't address it, you try to win till later. You're going to probably look at it as a situation where it was a to set up. Or you ambush me. And fellas, let me tell you something else to watch out for. Some women will do this. They're going to push you. Take, for instance, you got your budget together, everything's going well for you. You can already absorb maybe cohabitating with her. But what she wants to do is to get into a little more expensive environment It's going to Put you up where it's going to be kind of tight for you to really make it she'll tell you oh yeah i'll help you don't take that bet don't take that bet i see a lot of women are poor judgment have uh, poor judges when it comes down to determining whether a man has money please remember one thing ladies most wealthy men don't wear it in jewelry and they don't spend it on automobiles because they already know that with those investments they're going to lose money as I told you before my friend was seven hundred thousand dollars liquid in his bank account and all of the women thought I had the money he was the guy with the money not me He looked just like an average guy, average everyday guy Driving his Honda Accord He tried to talk to the ladies, they didn't even give him the time of day With his broke ass My friend tried to talk to me with his broke ass We just chuckled. He ain't broke But he didn't try to prove to them that he wasn't broke either you just told me, he man, that's the kind of woman I don't need. She doesn't need to be in, have an explanation or need to be proved wrong. I'll let her think that and believe that. That's what a lot of these guys will do, ladies. And you'll realize that as you get older... A lot more minor things are gonna matter more than they did when you were younger and a lot of the major shit that you really put yourself out for wasn't really worth it oh especially when you go in a hole for things that mm, you really can't afford You know what's fucked up? It's to finance something. And you use it and wear it out and it's dated by the time it's paid off. i do never forget a friend of mine that bought my friend, um... this... set of... Oh, what was it? It was like, um... It had, it was like this suitcase, but it had like, chest, it had checkers, it had all of these games in it. And this cost her a pretty good amount of money because it was all handcrafted. And she was financing it. You know, she loved it for him because that's what he liked doing. And he was impressed with it, you know, and he liked it a lot. I think the thing cost over a thousand dollars or so, but they had different games in it. She was still paying on that thing for two and a half years, making the minimum payments. He had since lost the chess pieces and all kind of shit. And then eventually lost interest in the relationship. Good for not. So you really got to look at your priorities. Where would your money be best utilized? Fellas? Get yourself the budget when it comes down to dating. You can factor in how many hours like I did initially, years ago, on my first job out of the Marine Corps. 15 bucks an hour. And I went to take this lady out, she was really nice. And I was gonna really do it up. And back then, $180 for a date was really something. And the way I'd figured it, I would only have to work five or six hours and I could have that money. not factoring in taxes and everything else. Once I did the math on everything, it came down to 15 hours of work I had to do for a five-hour date. I went nowhere. To this day, I don't even have a good memory of that date. The only thing I have out of that date is just that we met. It was like watching paint dry. And that's what I learned. You know what? I'm going to have to really have some kind of criteria. This is the reason why I'm so adamant about you not spending money on your first date with somebody you don't know. Ridiculous. Wait until after you've gotten to know them a bit, and you see the value in dating them. Sometimes we don't quite see that, and we just make the initial think, okay, well, you know, I got $300 in her, I got $400 in her, I got six, $700 in her on the first date. Then she says, oh, you know, I don't think we have any chemistry. There are women that are out on the dating scene that do just that. Right here in Vegas. And other places too. They always have a guy that's gonna to want to go out with them. Now, another thing you may be faced with, fellows, that I was faced with before. Lady was kind of reluctant on me uh, coming over to her place. Not that I was pushing her, but she was always over at mine. Finally, got a chance to go to hers oh yes yeah, she had this nice apartment complex she lived in in Torrance. It's only one problem she said well I would offer you something but the only thing I have is just ice water the only thing she had in a damn ice box was the light and a pitcher of ice water and that place ran her grip every month I know it did. She was living off her credit cards. I said, let's go to Vons. Well, I thought we were going out. No, we need to go to Vons. Well, I... Okay, after the meal tonight, what the hell are you going to do? Well, I... Let's go to Vons. In all the way to the supermarket. After we got into the supermarket, she couldn't stop grabbing shit. We got back. She's putting the stuff away. She said, I, I need some time to myself, if you don't mind. No problem. I'm out. Later. Driving around town. 600 Series BMW. Beautiful purses. Shoes. Couldn't afford to feed herself. She was embarrassed. She was used to guys just taking her out all the time. She called me up later and thanked me for the food. I don't want you to think I'm a charity case. No, no, I knew what our problems were. Priorities. Well, you know, I could give you the money back. I could get a cash advance with my credit card. No, you don't need to do that. Well, you know, i had to save up all my money for the rent and my car payment. style you can't afford. Well it's not that I can't afford it, it's yeah it is. She got quiet because she knew I was right. Well I'm thinking about probably downgrading to get the three series BMW instead of the six. Told her family how well she was doing out in California. Oh all the pictures about the beach and everything else and the Family wanted to come out to visit her. Did you tell me that she's just not ready for it? No, because if they would have looked in that refrigerator, they would have realized the damn straight you're not ready for. Because your priorities are fucked up. This is one threat to you fellas. Ladies as well, cause see, here's the thing with us as men. We will lie to you about situations in order to make you feel better about something that's happened. We could have lost a job. We're not telling you that. We'll go out and get another one before we talk to you about it. Without you working on something, yeah, well, you know, I didn't like uh, what was going on there, I got this. That's what guys will do. They'll keep you out of the loop on that. Because for some men outside of high school, they feel as though working is the only thing they have. If they lose that job, they ain't shit. And many of the guys take on too many responsibilities without really establishing their careers. And so when that's done, they get stuck. And when they get stuck, they become a working Joe a lot of times. Working Joe, as I told you before, is a guy that's only working to pay bills. He's not working to save. He's not working to enjoy life. He's working to survive and struggle under the burden that he put himself under. And ladies, unfortunately, I know you want to help him and everything, you try to help him, but some guys personalize it too much. My dad supplied everything in the house for my mom. As a man, I gotta do the same. Now that's a stereotype you're following because of the fact that things were different back then. If your dad grew up in a baby boom where union jobs were good, economy was good, that's a whole different perspective from now. Where a house cost about $50,000, a car cost about maybe 13, a high-end car back then, it's a whole different world now. We've had a generation of these um, Gen Zs that wanted to live that lifestyle, going to these Ivy League schools, paying all of this money, getting these high-paying jobs, and they're getting into these homes and families. And now many of them realize they're trying to pursue becoming wealthy and they're struggling. Pay the student loan, the credit cards debt, credit card debt and to maintain a lifestyle that they have established. It's coming hard for them because they get hung up on decadence. You know like the guy in Connecticut, they wound up dying. Well, what the people didn't know was this man was a multi-millionaire. Didn't own a car, he was riding around on a lawnmower. And everybody thought he was barely making it. He had three million dollars put away. And the sad thing, there would be not one woman that would consider him a high value man based off of what they saw. Just something to think about and I've told you time and time again about these high-value men there's a small percentage of a very small percentage less than eight million of them and the majority of them will never see anyone that's not on their status because of the circles they hang in you're not going to be able to afford to consistently hang in those circles. I remember calculating that shit up when I was with Monaco. A weekend in Saint-Tropez, $100,000. A trip to Monaco, over $500,000. She could afford it. I'm trying to imagine me trying to fake it to hang out with somebody like that on that level it would been impossible that's the reason why I tell you you look at a Bill Gates he married one of his employees and she was already a multi-millionaire herself very few opportunities when it comes down to transfer of wealth. A lot less than people think. Now, besides all this, what are the core things you're looking for? The first thing, they should be able to pay their own bills. I don't give a damn if they're renting a room as long as they can pay their own bills if they have a car don't have a car as long as they can pay their own bills keep that as your focus they live within or below their means that's a good start for both of you especially if you're over the age of 45 the last thing you need is someone that's very frivolous and careless going forward fuck around and wind up eating tuna fish sharing it with a cat By the time you're 35, you could let the decadence go. Trying to impress others. The first person you need to try to impress in life is yourself. If you haven't done that, you're pretty fucked up, especially if you have to get validation from someone else to validate you, to feel validated. to go around that you don't have to do that you start by being who you are the best person you can be for yourself and then if someone's attracted to you that's all to the good now another strategy some people like doing is to get a new place when they're cohabitating. This works well if both of you are living with your parents or a situation where you're both in college and dorms and you're thinking about getting a place when you graduate or something like that. Okay, that's cool. The one thing to keep in mind about cohabitation is that if you're not married, please, before you guys cohabitate, read the laws in your state about cohabitation so you'll understand when it comes down to the splitting of assets and that kind of thing if you guys were to break up guys if you own a home you bring her into your house she's helping with the bills and helping you with the mortgage and all that if you guys break up she could actually go to civil court and try to redeem some of that money that she paid in You really have to know what you're doing when I mean, you do that. A lot of people think, oh yeah, well we'll just you know, take what's yours, what's mine. Well, that works well if it's amicable. And a person said, well, you know, you don't have to worry about me taking the court for things I paid into it. It all depends on how adversarial that breakup is. Once those emotions get in, you never know. So you wanna make sure that if you're gonna cohabitate with someone who's separated, please understand, anything you guys buy together, that person's spouse also has a stake in it because they're still considered a communal asset. Even if you get with her, she may own property and she may be renting the property out the money that she gets from that you can't touch because you're not married to her however her spouse is entitled to half of the money that comes in from the rent depending on what state you're in and if that husband decides to uh, divorce and sue her you could actually have that revenue put on the books and by the way the house she bought that she separated in is still a communal asset because they're not divorced if they're in a community property state check with your lawyer check with the laws they know better than I do but I do know that much make sure other things you'd have to also look at life insurance. What happens if your partner passes away or you pass away? How is that going to be done? Barrel arrangements, who's going to handle what? Don't be surprised if your partner didn't even include you in their life insurance policy and may have a relative to take care of everything. You're not legally bound to marry. I've run across more women now saying, I would never marry, it's a waste of time, waste of money, waste of this, waste of that. And who is it usually saying that? The people that never been married. They have an opinion on it, but they don't have any factual basis. What happened to Joe Smucatelli or Diane Smucatelli may not happen to you in your marriage. Because you're dealing with a whole different person. makes all the difference in the world. So these are just some of the things that I wanted to address for you to think about before you think about cohabitating with someone. Some of you seniors may want to look at cohabitation in one of the senior facilities, that kind of thing. They have different homes out different, you know, web in different places. Just keep in mind some of those places are kind of pricey. So, keep your eyes open on what you're getting into before you step. It's all about thinking before you love. I want you good folks to take care. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You don't know how much I appreciate this. Please share the links. Some of you asked about the subscription button that's there on the site. That's if you care to subscribe as far as donate. You don't have to because the show's still free, no matter what. I made that promise early on, I'm going to keep it. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye tomorrow. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners.
0: You're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor, or any of its affiliates.
1: The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal marital or family counseling or for professional practice purposes in the event for professional assistance please contact the local licensed professional family counselor marriage counselor or social services professional in your region
2: if you need someone to talk to in regards to help you may contact the national suicide prevention lifeline at 800-273-8255 available 24 hours all correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show.
1: Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth Podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props we are an equal opportunity employer with two yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail
2: please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by romantic truth and james adams